When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the inaugural episode of Kind of Funny's MCU in Review, where each and every week, starting the first week of January 2018, going all the way through May 2018, when the Avengers Infinity War comes out. Good. You're good. What? You did a great job. <laughs> me and... Me and- Nick, Nick's what? the funniest guy. If you watch a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie every week in 2018, it'll leave, lead perfectly up to Avengers Infinity War. Now, a lot of people are asking, what about Black Panther? Because that's the only movie that hasn't been released yet. Right. Well, we're going to watch that the week it comes out. So that's going to be out of chronological order. Sure. But whatever. We're, we're adults. For we can deal with yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But the idea of the show is that each and every week, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, right on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or on podcast services around the globe. Now I want to let everyone know before they get up in a tizzy. What do you, you got? I just Nick, love right? Nick so what much. <laughs> What's funny is this. He started talking and he faltered and then I was like, maybe I don't know what week it is. Maybe I maybe, maybe I'm not. Maybe it's like You know what I mean? You just the Jan, you, you, you flubbed the word January almost but then you corrected it. Mm-hmm. But like we're all so in sync with each other that we I, we both knew when I looked at Nick and when I looked at Nick he just without breaking on kind of dude he's like just <laughs> <laughs> like yep continue on yeah, you did it did. it's like watching this. a great gymnast the, this, go off the pole vault and hit the pole horse but landed on like audio podcast services uh, triple right now it's just SoundCloud uh, SoundCloud.com slash Kind of funny reviews is the way that you'll be able to see this. And all of our other reviews for movies that from now on until forever, forever. <laughs> God, you got me in my head. Now. <laughs> sorry, we're sorry. Um, but it's not available on iTunes and Beyond Pod and all that stuff yet. They're waiting to approve it. I assume by next week we'll be good to go. Spotify? And going forward, not Spotify. Fucking Spotify, man. Again, not our fault. Spotify doesn't play nice with we're just SoundCloud. We're on Taylor Swift's team. You know what I mean? She's on there now. She's on there now. There's no excuse. (laughs) Anyway, uh, no matter how you want to watch it, we really thank you, and we would love if you would subscribe to us either on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or the podcast service you're using, or both. Yeah, why not? Because those things really do help. And also, if you enjoy the show, you can support us financially at patreon.com slash kind of funny, and we would appreciate that a lot. But the idea is every week we're going to discuss the movies, review the movies, and at the end of the episode, rank the movies. So this is the first episode. We're doing Iron Man. So it's not going to be too much of a discussion on where it ranks. Uh, Bottom of the barrel. The idea is <laughs> that we are going to rewatch these week after week. We've yeah. all seen all these movies, but the idea is we're watching them fresh. To we're watching ready. them again to get ready. Uh, because I hadn't seen Iron Man 1 since 2008 when it first came yeah. out. So I, we're all bringing it to the table with fresh eyes, knowing everything that we know, having that discussion. Mm-hmm. And so I want any any Marvel rankings we've done in the past, any discussions we've had. Throw those out the throw window. Out the windows. You we're, mean we're the one again. Marvel ranking that me and Greg did. We've done multiple nailed nailed throughout it. the years. Sucked. Uh, <laughs> But the idea that we're going to try to hit, and knowing us, it's going to get a little bit difficult with travel schedules. But the idea is it's always the four of us at the table, and it's always Big Cab Dog over there. Oh, 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 oh. Um, Kevin, can I get a check What's happening to the dog pound? <laughs> I missed. 
What we can't see what you're doing. We don't. You're in the mod confidence mod. I started the camera, but for some reason it was way off. <laughs> kind of funny, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Every Marvel movie. I like that this is a real show. It, it is. isn't and just reacts for every one of them. We have like things and there, things. There are to things. Do. There are things, and I think that the show is going to get better as it goes on. It's a little hard right now because it's just one. We're going to figure out along the way. Sure, it's going to be a lot no, of fun. Let's turn to our special we're, correspondent, Clark Gregg. We can start off with a couple of the facts. All yeah. right, fact: Iron Man released in 2008, the first Marvel Studios movie, also the first self-financed movie from Marvel. Because before Marvel, you know, of course, we had the X-Men movies, mm -hmm. there was the Spider-Man movies and all that. But this is the birth of Marvel Studios itself. Um, this movie came out on May 2nd, 2008, which is just a little over a month before The Incredible Hulk came out. Wow. Interesting. The yeah. next one in the MCU. Yeah, the second movie in the MCU. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, I, I remember being so in theater. I remember seeing Iron Man and The Incredible Hulk playing at the, the theater next to it. Like so, I oh, saw wow. it, I saw it late, wow. and I was like, "Well, this is fucking weird," and I didn't realize they were connected. But I thought now we look back at it, I and mean, we, we we'll talk about this obviously. Other thing, I thought this movie came out way earlier than two thousand eight. Me too. When I was watching it, I was like, "Whoa." They're all so young, number one. But then I was like trying yeah. to remember. I'm like, did I see this in Columbia? And then I was like, 2008. I was like, oh, no. fuck like, no. Yeah, I, was, no. I watched well, this in San Francisco. 2003 for some reason. But you think that 2008 wasn't that long ago, but it was in fact a decade ago. Yeah, I know. Like, I think know. about that. Like, yeah. in all, all intents and purposes, this is like an 80s movie for Christ's sake. I guess just, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it was a long, a long time. time. I guess just the way I thought of it was like, there's no way 18 Marvel movies came out in 10 years, but they yeah, did. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. for a while, it was, you know, just, well, I guess it was always been like two a year, but then it got up to three a year. That shit adds up. Wait, who actually produced The Incredible Hulk? Was that actually so a that was Universal? That was Universal. That's okay. That's what I was going to say. Because they must yourself. have been, they were not, that was not Marvel Studios. Yeah. Right? That was Universal's under the well, Marvel banner. But though, it was right? Marvel Studios, though. So, right, but, but, yeah. But making it was a, the movie, technically a Universal. There was a lot of weird things going on during that point. It gets even more complicated because at this point, Disney didn't even own Marvel. Right. right. Disney didn't own Marvel until August 2009. Also, at this point, if people oh, remember, geez. the, uh, the benchmark for superhero movies Spider -Man was, was two. the well Spider Man Two actually probably I'll give you that I was gonna the say X Men Two but I don't know, I can't remember when X Men Two came the out. The Dark Knight wasn't even out yet, was it? Didn't it come out like right before? It came then? out in two thousand eight, but it mm -hmm. wasn't May. No, it yeah, was eighty no, three. It was eighty three. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Like June I'm or July or some shit like that. Yeah. So yeah, just to put it in context, like our we all, we, all we had was the X Men series and the Spider Man series, and those were that, Superman. Well, from back but that's the thing is, those were at the time really cool. They were cool. They right? were cool. X Men. They were always lacking something. Now, though, right? you didn't know. X Men, I remember I seeing in theaters and being like, that was awesome. I did not. I remember seeing X Men in theaters and being like, uh, okay. Like, it was weird. Really? The Statue of yeah. Liberty part was weird. It was, the, it, it wasn't, a, it was a fun movie and it was interesting to see what those characters would look like. But to me, it wasn't what I wanted from the realizing what comic book characters would look like in the live action mm. screen, right? We saw that they had a really weird reason to bring them all together at the end. You know, Jean Grey was like, I'll study you and Rogue, and it was like like a weird storm, like lifts him up. And it's like, I, this it was is a shitty event. Wolverine it was, isn't blue and yellow. Yeah. Would you want blue and yellow spandex? Everybody's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah I, kind of I kind of want you guys to look at <laughs> So yeah, I mean, like, and then I, I can't remember when X, X2 was. I'm pretty sure X2 was still before that, right? Before what? Before Iron Man, right? Can you look oh, it up? Six years. X two. Yeah, X two. Yeah, X two was Way the whole before. trilogy of X Men happened happened before Iron Man. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So X two I thought before. was good. Spider Man two I thought was good. I thought those were actually decent movies. But still, when Iron Man, when I saw Iron Man, I was like, oh, they figured. Oh it out. yeah, they figured it out. They nailed. They just got it. Two thousand three for X two. Two thousand three for X two. Okay, so yeah, five years. Wow, wow, that's crazy. God, that 
That would be interesting to go back and watch. I bet that <laughs> All right, that's a different video. series. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Episode one of MCU. Technically. In review. We only have to wait about a year before that's not a different series anymore. Absolutely. Uh, directed by John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Happy. Um, who also directed Iron Man 2 mm-hmm. and also has featured in many of the MCU movies. Had a budget of $140 million with a box office total of currently $585.2 million. Mm. So it did pretty well for $140 million, is that a low budge? Is that worldwide? That's a pretty, yeah. that's a pretty low budge for them now. Yeah, worldwide, right, right. I think they're probably wow. usually over $200 Three. million. That's actually kind of low, though, for a return for that. Think about it, though. Was it? Not at that time. Like, that's the difference, is that now the numbers are so inflated and so much higher than they used to be. They're used totally to making s- between like seven hundred and like nine hundred million dollars on these movies, though. I don't know what Thor Ragnarok did, but I think well, he's talking, that's what he's talking about that though. is now. But back that's then, I, like I was looking a little ahead, not to get crazy, but like Iron Man two did a bit better, a couple hundred million, which is still a lot it's better. A lot more, yeah. uh, and then Iron Man three was the one to break the getting over the the hundred million. Wait, I'm confused. Sorry, the billion, billion? the billion. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I was like. Yeah, 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 the billion mark. So, yeah, that, so that's, that's as they go on. Obviously, more people are watching. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Remember again to put it in context. Like we had not this this movie was the first movie that personally, and I think a lot of people were the same with me. You walked and you go, "This is it. We're starting. The ball's rolling." Like they figured it out. They got the, the like this. They nailed the superhero movie, in my opinion. Oh, you walking out of walking out of it, going like when I walked. By the way, sorry. Let me let me preface. I walked into Iron Man going like, whatever. Yep. I don't give a shit 100%. about Iron Man. Who cares about Iron Man? I'm a DC fanboy. Iron Man is mid-tier Marvel. Yeah. I don't care you, about any of these If you ask me facts about Iron Man or Thor, I would, or Captain America for that point, at this point Literally in my anyone. life, I'd have like, I have no idea yeah, who these people no, I don't so, care. I know Batman, the animated series, and I know the X-Men original series from 1993, and Spider-Man from the yeah, mid-90s as well. That's it. Uh, in the, the random facts and stuff I was looking up, there was an interview, like a retrospective looking back with John Favreau talking and Kevin Feige talking about the going back to Iron Man 1 and like what did, what did it mean and what did they know about building a, a universe going in into it and they're like no like we we weren't doing that there was a lot of things of like in case something happens uh, but even the post credit scene that is like the most famous post credit scene in history with Sam Jackson coming yeah. out and talking about the Avengers like so that good. that they put that at the very end the only reason it was a post credit is like we didn't want to confuse people uh, like the normal moviegoers of like why Samuel Jackson here and what's happening. Right. Like they, they were like, th- they just put it there as like a nod so to do something cool. Dusting off these memories that I don't really have anymore because mm-hmm. I remember it. But like, so when they do Iron Man, do they not say th- that they're starting the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything's tying mm-hmm. together? No. It wasn't until when? Uh, I mean, Captain the ball America? didn't really start, start getting. I mean, not the it, ball, it be, the announcement. It, I, there was an announcement, I remember, became, of like, we're doing this and we're all leading up to Avengers. It became a universe as soon as Iron Man 2 because Iron because Man the 2 Thor's references. Well, technically, uh, it became a universe Hulk. as well Incredible for Hulk. Hulk, right? Because there was a post credit sequence in Hulk. With the end of Iron Man 2? It wasn't there? Yeah. Yes, there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with we'll get John Hurt. William Hurt, not William Hurt. We'll get John Hurt. Next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, but no, the idea is, I mean, they were doing stuff, but for it to actually be building towards, will we actually get to Avengers? That didn't happen for. At, I mean, at least until I think Iron Man Two was the kickoff of that. Okay, because Iron Man Two, there was actually the scene where, and we'll talk about this eventually. But Coulson flies the uh, hand. Incredible Hulk footage is in right, it. so yeah. the, it's like the same shit's happening. It's not just like Easter eggs. That's so cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, damn, I forgot a point I was going to make. I apologize. About John, sorry, John Favreau. We were talking about during the interview about them doing. He was in Swingers. 
building units. He had something yeah. to do with well, John. A lot of friends with Tom I, I do know that a lot of it was like improvised. Right? And yeah. Tom yeah. Morello was improvised. The they were they like uh, I, I was reading some of the some of the facts factoids that there was there, and I know that they were they were talking about how like the script they were kind of. This is the most amazing thing to me. Is like normally when you hear, "Hey, we were sort of writing this movie as we were shooting," that's the kiss of death. You're like, "That's not a good idea, right? You should have a solid shooting script." But somehow he and the team. Um, also, shout out to Maddie Libatique, who shot this movie. Who mm-hmm. also shot Straight Outta Compton and a bunch of other movies. Because I, I watching this again with fresh eyes, I was like, "This is a pretty well shot movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty. It's awesome that they. And this one actually really does set that aesthetic." For what the Marvel Universe ends up just kind of being, oh, it had right? to. Yeah. I mean, that's the coolest thing I think about this movie is that it was out there, and they're like, "Oh, I remember what I was about to say about John Favreau." Is he in the interview he was talking? He was like, "I mean, at the time we were like, we're doing Marvel Studios, uh, not John Favreau. Sorry, Kevin Feige. He was like, mm-hmm. we're doing Marvel Studios. We're going to start making this a thing. Fuck, we can't use X Men. Yeah. We can't use Spider Man. Um, there's Fantastic already been a Four. Hulk movie." And we don't want to do that out the gate. It was like, who's the next one? And they're like, I mean, Iron Man's pretty cool, but like no one gives a shit. Yeah. And really, I mean, now it's all mainstream, but it's just like, I mean, even me being a Marvel guy or whatever, I wasn't then, you know, but that, but this, these movies made me interested. Iron Man made me interested in reading the comics and going back and figuring out who are the, I think it was just a word of mouth thing. Cause I did not, I didn't care at all about Iron Man or really anybody. I mean, as a, X-Men and Spider-Man as a comic book kid. Right. And, but a DC kid, what I what did I know about Iron Man? Right. He was in the Avengers and he was an alcoholic. Yeah. That was it. That's you know it. what I mean? Like, that's all I feel a, a lot of people knew. If, and I'm talking about, like, if you're a Marvel fan, you're super in, you know. Yeah. But I'm talking about, like, in the comics, if you're not in that part of it, that's what you knew. Let alone if you went out another step to find regular people, what they're going to fucking know about Iron Man, nothing. But I feel mm-hmm. like the, the same reason why Thor Ragnarok worked was the same reason why Iron Man worked, right? Because you don't, this is not a beloved character to everyone, right? This is not Batman. This sure. is not Superman. This is a character that a lot of people don't know a lot about, so we can take a couple risks with it, i.e., let's cast Robert Downey Jr., who, if you remember at the time, what name the last movie Robert Downey Jr. did before Iron Man. Right, yeah, he was in a bad place. I mean, he he had a like he had a very bad time. He was a tabloid headline, yeah, where he had lived. You know, he had done a lot of a lot of stuff very publicly um, that was not good due to drug and alcohol abuse. Um, and so, I think like casting that first off, if I was a producer, I'd be like, dude, that's that's a that's a risky maneuver right there. But the fact that he, I mean, he literally is that character. Like, he is a wealthy like person who who has had some trouble in the past and has some demons that he's clearly like playing out in the public space. And so. What better casting for that? But if I were Kevin Feige and, and the, the guys producing this movie, I'd be like, are we sure we want to trust this with this guy? I like, mean, John Favreau was like, I'm not doing this unless it's Robert Downey. He's a genius. Well, I mean, it, 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 exactly, because it also it, it was that thing that I think my mom knew about Iron Man because of Robert Downey Jr., yeah. because of everything she had followed from, you know, being a fan in the 80s up through this and what had happened to him. and all. I mean, I remember that, you know, like, didn't he, like, Bust into some kid's room and like sleep in their bed or some Something shit. Like, like the that. parents they found him, they found yeah, him yeah. sleeping. It was, and I mean, like, <laughs> it was like just because he was like confused and he was high and didn't know where yeah. he was and shit. And it was that thing of like, wow, yeah, all right, cool. I guess that's weird. And I think that's what was awesome about watching Iron Man, really. And I'm talking about in the moment, in now too, but in the moment in time was the fact that here was a superhero, but he didn't have the trappings of trying to be a good guy yeah and i'm not saying that's never been done in cinema but again think about where we were with uh comic book movies and it's like sure wolverine doesn't want to be wolverine in the x franchise Mm. but he is wolverine he's a very he's not even the wolverine from the comics right like hugh jackman's wolverine is a very 
oh man, like and I'm talking about through like X one and two, like yeah. a lovable, like oh this guy's awesome. I'm yeah. cheer, I'm rooting for him. He's he's got more of a polished Wolverine. He's gonna right? take care of Rogue, even yeah. though he doesn't want to take care of he's Rogue. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's exactly. Done, he's a good guy. And it's like in like you know Bruce Wayne is obviously Batman's mask. Clark Kent we had had before. Peter Parker, sure. You talk about like. In this thing of like when you open up, when they open the movie and he's in the Humvee and he's got the glass of bourbon, you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what? You know what I mean? But it's like, this guy just doesn't give a fuck about anything. And there were some things I picked Such up. Great I'm writing, glad I rewatched man. this because I, I had a kind of a crazy schedule this week and I was like, ah, maybe I'll just go in. Glad I rewatched it because I, I caught a lot of things I didn't before, i.e., the stripper pole on his jet. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wow. Well, <laughs> that I mean, is intense. Not right even there. just it's that, but that whole scene's so great. Like, I feel like this movie did a really good job of kind of letting improv set the scene mm -hmm. and then you could tell that later like oh fuck we got to spice this up with a cut and the the cut of the movie is so good in the good parts because that scene where it's with Rody and they're having a you know, real conversation and it's just like fucking cuts and he's, he's like I'm drunk just a babysitter man I'm just yeah. baby, you just call me yeah. when you need me to it's come so bring you your good, bottle I, I loved that it, it's funny rewatching it because I haven't seen it since 2008 and I remember feeling about that movie that I was like I loved the first 40% but then the last 60% was like Okay, okay, whatever. It reminded me of other superhero movies sure. that we'd seen. And at that point, we'd seen six Marvel movies that what I thought of as Marvel, I didn't distinguish this as any different, right? And uh, watching it again, I'm like, holy crap, everything I believed about it is just magnified with the knowledge now of 10 years oh, of sure. seeing the MCU grow, where the first 40% of this movie is like, is up there with I think the best of it, and it's because it's focusing on Tony Stark being Jensen, Tony Stark, yeah. which so absolutely cool, sets the tone of what the MCU is. And all the dialogue is so quick, the editing's so quick, the shots are beautiful. And then once it's that later latter sixty half, I was like, oh man, this is rough. This where do you is... feel? Where does it kick in? My thing is, I always thought that I only didn't like the last third. I only didn't like the the kind of final battle because it felt like it. There wasn't. It was Russian. Nowhere didn't yeah. make any sense. Uh, but Corner, I, I went actually from being think a normal business person who's really smart and cunning to just a fucking ridiculous zany villain, zany villain for no reason. That's a, just a bigger version yeah, of the, the guy, which I get is what that they was do. The, but, yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, but we'll that we'll get to the I was surprised section. that I was like, man, the, the there's like a middle hour of this movie that is so slow. Compared to when he's building the suits, fast. it's so yeah, it's weird to me. Suit. Like I love oh, that. I love that. I love it. I love it. And here's what I noticed on this one. You're right. It is a lot slower. It's a lot slower because if you watch Iron Man in the next few iterations, there's no explaining what's going on in the suit. There's no hey, I, put power to my chest. Mm -hmm. There's no like, like him talking to Jarvis and actually now. controlling the suit. He just does it. Right. Yeah. If you t if you take the scene where he fights the Iron Monger, is that how you say mm -hmm. Iron yeah. Monger, and then yep. you juxtapose that with the scene where he does Hulkbuster versus Hulk, mm -hmm. it's like. That one's on fucking speed, man. We're yeah. not we're not trying to exist in normal. We're not trying to uh, like rationalize what's going on in a suit anymore. We're just doing stuff. Mm -hmm. It's cool. This I liked because it was. I was like, I want to see him build the suit. Similar to how like I want to see how Batman's going to figure out how to make his suit and do all that stuff. The origin story of it was the fascinating part. That and I still stand by. You take Robert Downey Jr. out of this movie, you got nothing. You well, totally. Nothing. And I, I think that that's my problem with because what I'm saying is so I agree. Him building it and him learning stuff and all that, that's great. I feel like it was stretched out a little too long in a rewatch, especially juxtaposed against how amazing and fast the first bit of the movie is. Yeah. Because like once he gets back from being captured, it's just like it's so much exposition. So much. I loved it, though. 
I see. I feel. I feel the opposite. Where I was just like, I like being in this world. I like watching these characters. I yeah. think he had great chemistry with Pepper Potts. The only character that I I think was just a little way too outlandish was was Obadiah Stane because, and it's not it's not Jeff Bridges' character like Who fault. I did not know was Jeff Bridges. Oh yeah, <laughs> until the rewatch last <laughs> yeah. night. How did she really? So, no, no idea. He's bald. Because like, he's not an amazing hair. Last time, yeah. like when I first. Dude. Like he's never had. Besides a beard, being young, watching him in movies, the first time I thought of Jeff Bridges was Tron Legacy, mm-hmm. which was two years after this, and he looked totally different than he oh, did. Yeah, yeah that's Man. the thing about, and I've noticed it whenever I watch Jeff Bridges since Iron Man is the fact that I don't know. I, wa- I just feel like you watch him like at night. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my lawn, Miller! <laughs> no, but it's the fact that, oh, and I don't know how it's they, they shot him or they cost him or they whatever. Maybe it's just playing with my head. But he looks big in this movie. He's a big guy. Like he, but well, I mean, Robert he Downey looks big in this like, movie. Yeah, I don't think Robert Downey Jr. is all that tall. And I, he's in not. fact, I think you know because you can see shots of him. Like, there's shots of him on set where he's wearing like platform lift shoes, yeah. and he has the. And this is gonna ruin every movie he's in. But spoilers, he does this thing with his jeans where they puff out. So at the bottom, like they like bell bottom flare at the bottom. Even in his suits, you'll see in Iron Man two when we watch the, the next one, where it's hiding the lifts that are in his, he his doesn't, shoes. Doesn't wear a costume. The only time he ever wore the Iron Man suit was in Iron Man one. Really? Yeah, it was a little Easter egg. Oh, it's always oh, CG, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, since then it's been CG, or like at most, it's him in like a, in like a football chest thing. Yeah. yeah, and then they have the green screen on the movable parts or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but no, I think Jeff Ridges is pretty tall to begin with. A and B, you're getting a good caliber of an actor here. I mean, look at look at the main cast in this. You've got Robert Downey Jr., who who is a phenomenal actor and a and definitely carries the movie. You've got a supporting cast of Gwyneth Paltrow, who is also a phenomenal actor, and then you've got freaking Jeff Bridges with a man beard. What's up? Shout out to your What's man. What's up? It's coming in. Um, and shaved his head. It's awesome. I yeah. mean, and, uh, you know, by all accounts, they had a great time filming the movie, but it was probably a little hectic for him. I would have loved to have seen Jeff Bridges be a different villain somewhere else in the MCU. I just think, I, I didn't know, I don't think he was utilized correctly. Like, he I feel was, like he's such an incredible actor. Was, and he definitely was not. It was yeah. yeah. They used him like they you use villains in movies that if you don't know the movie's gonna go anywhere. Where yeah, like I'm like he's like. A cunning businessman, whatever, and like, who do you think's getting you? Who, who do you think, whatever, sold you out to the board, yeah, Tony, or got the injunction, or whatever? You're like, yeah, all right, cool. And then you jump to him in the iron suit, and he's like fighting him in the street, <laughs> and he's literally telling Tony how he's going to continue to run the company. I'm like, it's over, dude. Like, you just, yeah. what are you talking yeah. about? No, yeah. before, before the feds come to raid your yeah, fucking yeah. warehouse, and you go it's before the suit, the scene where he. Uh, uses the weird like high pitched oh, yeah. to like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. and Tony's all like fucked up on the, really the couch. Trippy. He talks for like four minutes straight, yeah. and it's like, oh my god, yeah, what are you doing, man? He uh, that that is the only there. There are a few f- holes in this movie. A few, a few. Well, I wouldn't say holes, but there's there's some things that were a little bit sped up, and the the latter like half of it, I feel like. See, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like we get to that point, right? And you're like, oh my god, and then it's just a race to the end. And even like there's two main things that stand out to me that when I watched the movie, I was like, oh, I just got to forgive these because I really like this movie. One, Obadiah Stane's like uh, switch flip. You're just like, okay, cool. You're just a psychopath. Now. Yeah. Before you were this person he who was, was in bed. You were a father figure. He like, was in bed on an LG phone. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> All the phone tech in this, it's, it's like hilarious. how adorable. Like yeah. it's right as the iPhone's coming out. But so like the world then, hasn't they, changed. Even then, like they were, they fucking just knew what to do with like holographic 
like graphics and things like that. Like when he when he sticks his hand in the holographic yeah, arm, and I was so like, cool. man, they that were so, so cool. ahead of. I mean, the, again, like we, we talk about here. this movie setting the stage for MCU. This movie defined a visual style. Yeah. When we talk about Star Wars, one of the things that gets brought up so much is the sound effects, where it's like they invented what lasers sound like. Yeah, you yeah. know, and uh, Iron Man invented what heads up displays look like. Yep. like that you well, don't Minority see, Report maybe. Well, my, my, yeah, Minority yeah. Report. No, I but think, even that it was different. Minority Report was like it was it was the it was using your hands, but it was. It was. It wasn't yeah, I like guess augmented like, reality. I guess, yeah, I guess it was still dealing screen, with right? holograph. Yeah, he was like pulling images. Yeah. But like he, you forget because so cool, he right? takes that little thing, and you're like, oh, he's just kind of doing the touchpad thing, and he throws it onto the augmented reality table, and then that thing pops up in front of him, and he just starts playing. And that was like fun, cool. That was really cool. Yeah, so sorry, fun. going back to the things that that. So that the the, the quickness with <clears> which Obadiah Stane goes from a very smart, cunning business person to a cartoon villain is was a little hard to swallow and then there's just the ending part where he's like you gotta blow up the fucking arc reactor and he's literally hanging right above this thing and is fine he got blown free of it he didn't get electrocuted because he got electrocuted i guess trust me i that's my whole thought process i was like how does this end again does he fall through the hole no he gets blown out of the the only thing i can think of of, because you see the chest piece was that his wasn't charged and it just went to the chest piece and charged because you see obadiah stain's chest piece overload and blow up like the arc reactor in his chest blow up so maybe i don't know it couldn't take the full charge of it those are the only things that i'm just like i just gonna but that's all that whole that whole final battle you're just like Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember so even cool. then it was just like another tiny small little nitpick that like doesn't really matter. But when Pepper Potts is watching the video of the what was the the evil the force ten something uh, ten, ten oh, translate the tenor, the tenor types in translate it's the same voice just talking in English. Yeah, right. I was yeah. like, oh man, that sucks. Yeah. Like yeah. So, so that was such fun. a cop out. Like, oh, oh, like Tim's got fun facts. We're ruining the show. Wait, before that, I did not realize that right before the title sequence, they pull off his mask and it pulls out and it's that shot. Of when she's watching on the computer. Well, yeah, okay. They're so, filming that. So funny Easter eggs. I didn't know that. Easter eggs. The mm-hmm. the ten rings. The bad guys. Obviously, they were named after the Mandarin's ten rings. Right. But they just didn't realize they ever actually get to the Mandarin stuff. But a very cool thing is that scene that is actually from what they shot earlier in the movie that we see. Mm-hmm. Um, when that guy comes in and is speaking the other language and there's no subtitles. It's when it translates, that's actually what he's saying, and there's more to it. And if you, I forgot what the language is called, I, I was reading this and I couldn't find the, the link again today when I was looking for it, but uh, it's like Uruguay or something like that. And uh, in they give the entire plot of the movie, really, in the speech, like they entirely are just like, Oh, that's oh, it. yeah, Obadiah is trying to kill we Tony just didn't know that blah 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 but unless you speak that language that's cool oh that's, that's cool. really cool yeah. spoilers for the people who spoke that language so guys um, in there I know imagine <laughs> that right <laughs> well um, yeah sorry go ahead one of the I, I, I had mentioned this earlier but uh as I just fucking spot him. I was like, that's Tom Rillo from Rage Against the Machine. And he was one of the soldiers. He's the guitarist from Rage Against the Machine. Really? He was one of the soldiers for, uh, I already forgot their name, Ten Rings. Um, and then I Googled, I was like, how did Tom Rillo become involved in this? And uh, he wrote a lot of the score for one of John Favreau's prior movies. And okay. John Favreau wanted him back Elf, for this probably. one. I'm guessing Elf. No, no. Not that. Chef. And then so he wrote so he wrote a lot of the score in this movie as well, and they put him in the scenes and he's one of the dudes. I was like, that's, that makes sense. That's though. cool shit. That makes sense because of the given the sort of genre of like the the heavy metal yeah. like soundtrack. I also I was so uncomfortable with Pepper Potts sticking her hand in the thing oh, in the arc reactor. Like my body felt so yeah. ugly. Like I felt like a lot of those scenes weren't necessary. Like the, oh, the weird kind I mean, of gross out. There. I think it's good. I think it's good for back and forth to see I'm their saying the, but the level of gross outness. It's just like that. I feel like that went far. And then there was uh, another one it. when the high pitched thing. Yeah, like it was, so it was like it was like really. It was funny where I'm like, this ain't Disney. 
And like no. that, that's what made me, that is the moment that I was like, did Disney buy them already? And then I lo- looked back, I'm like, oh, no. I would love to see Terrence Howard and how he would have been Rhodey in the rest of the franchise. So some fun, here Terrence Howard. Sure, lay on. Shit here. Terrence Howard had a three-movie contract with Marvel, with Iron Man as the first project. Also, he was promised an increased pay if the movie Iron Man became a success and was turned into a franchise. The money deal, offer, the, the money deal offered to him was actually way more than what Marvel had offered to Robert Downey Jr. But once the movie made a killing at the box office, Howard received only a fraction of what was promised. Hence, he decided to walk away from the project and all the money went to Robert Downey Jr.'s pocket. Wow. That's why Terrence Howard was dethroned even before he got used to his ass. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Not what I remembered. That's not how I remember that going down either. I thought he wanted more money. I just figured the the character of Rhodey, like this military man, Terrence Howard embodies that so much more than I think Don uh, Cheadle. Don, sure. Don Cheadle is like just in terms of his stature, and he's a bigger dude, and oh, Don yeah. Cheadle's kind of like a smaller, skinnier guy. Mm-hmm. Well, my wrong, favorite moments Don Cheadle, but. in this movie was such fan service. But when you you just see yeah. Terrence Howard, <laughs> the camera Turns goes over it. the silver one next time, yeah. baby. Yeah, <laughs> Woo, let's I, go. So cool. I sorry, go ahead. I I didn't like Terrence Howard in this when I originally saw it. And I didn't like him in this rewatch. But for the record, I also don't like Don Cheadle in the mm-hmm. Iron Man movies. I think I just don't like the roadie character. I like and Terrence I, Howard a lot. And I think movie. watching this one back, it's because what the who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. yeah. Why is he, he a military he operative? Answers to no one. Yeah. Answers to he no is, one. He's like a gives colonel. press conferences. He's like some black ops guy that nobody knows. Was who he, he answers has he always been Tony. friends <laughs> with Tony? Like, and I know this is explained probably in the comics, all that shit. But like, as a movie watcher, I'm just like. What the fuck is this guy? Like, how is he involved with everything? I had when I rewatched this because I was like, why? Because at the end, like toward the end, he's when he's giving a press conference in front of the Stark Industries thing about the mishap that happened with something else, and you're like, wait, what? Shouldn't that be military? I don't know. I mean, he does mention that I'm I'm your babysitter, so I clearly. I I always thought he was the military liaison for Stark Industries because they're the ones supplying the weapons yeah. to the military. And so there's that gray area that well, we he, play They with. say, like, when something's going wrong, he says, give me the guy, give me somebody or the guy from advanced weaponry or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in that department, I get. But again, he comes down, he just overrules everyone when yeah. he's like, oh, it's just... It's, uh, training exercise. Yeah, he turns off the mic, he's like, it's just training exercise. Yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> fucking robots fighting in the street, yeah. man. We gotta tell somebody. Uh, yeah, Someone above us is gonna have a question about this. Man, but I'll tell you, though, all of that, I don't know if we're I don't know where we're at right now with with the rundown of this, but like that last scene hits me every, every time. Oh my god! Because again, time. Oh, so I understand that for people who are younger and didn't experience this, and now everybody knows Iron Man, yada yada. As somebody who knew he's in the Avengers and an alcoholic, right? I've and I've read comics my entire life. Whatever. I'm sitting there and he, he just looks. I am Iron Man, and it was in the and I remember being like, "What the fuck? Really? Decades of movies at this point where the superhero has got chills again right now. Closely guard because he didn't want anyone around. Dual identity doesn't have to work. I'm Peter Parker. I'm Clark Kent. I'm no one can know who we are because I don't want to put my family right. I rub my face. Facade, facade, facade. The fact that he literally looks at the card is like, I am Iron Man. And then it's one second of like one and and it's that ah, dope ass. So good. I think Prologue Films is who did it. That fucking rad Motion like graphics. wireframe. Yeah, like, yeah, I love yeah. it. I mean, again. Oh, so I mean, if there's out. one thing this movie did is it set the tone of what yeah. the MCU is. Yeah. And I think that obviously Robert Downey Jr. I think as and and Tony Stark's character is really kind of just like what they based everything else off of. But even the little things like yeah, the motion graphics endings and the way that they had the post credits and all that. But the, just the moment of him saying I am Iron Man. God, it's so like. That set the tone of, yeah, secret identities, they don't matter here. 
And like when you look forward to these movies, there are very few cases where I mean, it took all the way to Spider-Man: well, Homecoming. Look at the Avengers. Who has a secret identity in the Avengers? None of them. Very few. None. Yeah. Of the Avengers. Maybe Hawkeye. Do people know who Hawkeye is? Nobody gives a shit. No one gives a shit. <laughs> right? But Thor, yeah, Thor yeah, is just not, Thor. He doesn't wear a mask. Everyone so. knows who Captain America is. Everyone knows who Iron Man is. Hawkeye's right? like trying to tell everybody. And they're like, we don't care, dude. Shut up, Clint. Get out of here. Getting, <laughs> like, Daredevil, but that's like getting really extended. And just the MCU movies. I don't think there's any character. Black Panther? I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah, know if the world at large knows. People don't know that Hulk's banner. Spider-Man's a secret. Yeah. Spider-Man's secret. Spider-Man's yeah. secret, yeah. yeah. So, it's interesting. But it's fascinating. Interesting. But yeah, it's just crazy to watch this movie and then not know that it's going to turn into something and for it to turn into what it did is just crazy. They, they set so many seeds and even just having uh, Agent Coulson be there. Like, I didn't remember him being in the movie. Nope. He shows yeah. up in his giant oversized suit. I was looking at him like, man, this is a, this is a suit from a different time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fitted at all. He's Security just like, He looks like a, da- a kid what in his it? dad's suit. Yeah. Well, the, I, the, yeah. <laughs> and the acronym for S.H.I.E.L.D. is not what the acronym was in the comics. No, that was different. But yeah. I, I liked that they, they had that and then later reinforced it. Like, yeah, no, okay, like it's S.H.I.E.L.D. Shield. Although Shield. his character was weird because his whole arc in the movie and everything he does he kind of comes he's like yo i need a meeting with you guys because we need to talk about this whole superhero debrief we need to debrief we need debrief and then like he just kind of keeps chasing and then eventually like she's running away from the bad guy at this point and she just goes follow me it's meeting time. Well, she's gonna. She, I no. mean, she told him everything. Yeah, uh, she was like, "Oh, would I seen? Tr- tried to kill Tony. This and that's why they come." But back then it's just, then it's just weird. Where it's like, yeah, then they come and like blow up the doors and stuff. I'm like, I don't know. Like it felt very compared to a lot of the rest of the movie. I was just like, what the fuck? Like that is beyond rushed. Where I'm like, who yeah. the fuck is this guy? Yeah, we're getting into that. That was like that again. We're getting into that like 15 minute third act section where, it's, but that's it's it not 15 to be. minutes. It's long. It did. It did. Yeah, I don't know. It just goes by. I thought. I thought the movie, if anything else, could use use a little bit more on the other half, like the, the last half of it. But that's just me. I liked it a lot. Uh, a couple other Easter eggs I want to bring to you guys' attention here. Uh, the scene where Obadiah is playing on the piano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's playing a song called Larghetto, composed by Antonio Salerio. I'm, I'm going to run with that because I don't know how to fucking say it. He's remembered in history as the bitter rival and enemy of Wolfgang Mozart, and many believe oh, that he even went as far as plotting Mozart's death. Yeah. While Stain is playing this melody, the film subtly makes a comparison between Stain's own darkness and jealousy and Obadiah's the Sillery to Tony Stark's Mozart, a rival of China. So that, that's a fun little, that's fun little cool. thing. I like that. I like that. Um, the Roxxon Oil Corporation, you can see it in the background mm-hmm. on a building in all the Iron Man movies, and that's cool because that's the, the people behind Tony Stark's parents' deaths in the comics. Mm, interesting. Um, you can see Cap Shield. Yeah, I love being, that. Being worked on in there, so that's fun. Uh, you this one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where? It's in the background. Yeah, it's in the background. In the it's like it's super broken. In two, you see it like. Yeah, and two is it's one of them. I know he grabs it and says, oh, that's perfect, and yeah, puts it down and puts something two. over it. Because uh, in one, yeah, it's just sitting. But he doesn't on, even know who Cap is. <laughs> Which is weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, this movie, there's a lot of weird things that are just, I think, Easter eggs and not so much. World building. Would sure. he not have known who Cap was? I thought no, yeah, well, he Cap would know who he is, but he didn't know him. But, but he didn't know he was back. Oh, uh, sure, yeah. No, wait, but do, I thought everyone knew Cap. Kevin, Michael talk was. in your microphone if you're gonna talk. Sorry, you're right. I, I think Cap's like a secret, other than being. They sold trading cards of him. Yeah, yeah, but like as like a fake person, you know, like the character of Captain America is not the same as like the hero Captain America that was like going really. I mean, we'll I, 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 yeah, we're gonna see it in a couple weeks. I don't know. Actually, now that I'm thinking about, I don't know if they address that. Captain America, then like coming up soon. Yeah, that's one that well, I well, yeah. You don't like Captain five, America? We'll get there later, Captain. I'd rather watch Captain America than Hulk. Uh, the Iron Man uh, 1966 Iron theme song is the ringtone that keeps playing. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the the planes that when he's like doing the sick ass barrel the rolls Raptors, and shit. Yeah. 
Uh, those are called Whiplash one and two. Oh, again, mm. uh, Whiplash like becomes that. a That's bad cool. guy. And uh, Stanley's cameo, Hugh Hefner. Yeah. yeah. So, did the math last night? Um, when he flies from Malibu to Afghanistan. Yeah. How norm- long would that take? A normal flight is a 15-hour flight. Uh, but since he was going uh, at Mach 2, which is past the speed of sound, he was going faster than those fighter jets were going. Whiplash, I guess, or whatever. The Whiplash. Whiplash. When he goes supersonic? Yeah, when he goes... Yeah, Pat, when he breaks a sound barrier. Uh, if you consistently are going at that speed, some sites said it would be anywhere from, like, Four to six hours. So he was up in the air for a good while. That's what I was thinking about <laughs> when he's doing like, and he's all mad, and then he jumped up and went. And I was just like, "That's a long, that's flight. a long time to be like this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it's a good point, actually. Yeah. Also, I wonder if that How timing. Do I, piss? Yeah. I wonder if that timing oh, matches up right with the, the day and night cycle. I guess it probably would because he left. It was night. It was day over there, right? So that makes sense. Right, I do not know how that works. I forgot. I don't know what country they were in, but I assume it's somewhere in the Middle they, East. They said Afghanistan on oh, the, was it Afghanistan? On the yeah, wiki or whatever. Yeah. I love that scene, though, man. So There's something cool. so vindicating about that scene. So when he cleans, good. when he fucking when fucks he just guys lands up. and stands. Oh up yeah, yeah, yeah like, totally, so totally. Fuck you yeah. all. It's so good. God, I, the first 15 minutes of this movie, like it's early in this MC interview, but it might be my favorite of the entire fucking thing. It's a bold it's, statement. It's so good, man. From the first time you see him in the car to the, him doing the, the fireworks show, holy crap, man. Oh, yeah. It's how, it's it's how so Jad good. did it. It's how America does it. It's, it's worked out, out pretty well. So, far. <laughs> so good. All right, now to get into the, the ranking talk here. Sure. Plot, comedy, action, standalone, universe building. Mm-hmm. Plot, what do we think? Uh, what are we ranking this out of? Just words. Just in general? You know, we don't need to put sure, trans sure, sure. or anything to it, but I thought... The plot worked. I thought it worked. It was really, I thought it was good. But it's it not great, right? No, but it's an origin story. The plot I, is services just getting to, well, I mean, to Iron not, Man, and that's it. I feel like the, the the problem is that third act where it just, the, the, there's a good plot or a decent enough plot to move us along. And then when you get to the third act, everything's mm. just kind of rushed because it's like, great, the reveals happen. Like, he is Iron Man now. Let's end this so that, like, he could have that moment in front of the stage needing to, in front of everyone, be like, hey, I am Iron Man. See, I would I would have agreed with you prior to the other films, but now looking at all of them and seeing how many of them absolutely has to have the MacGuffin that's going to be world ending, it's actually nice to go back and watch this and have it just be as refreshing as this guy tried to kill me and he's trying to steal my tech and my company and I'm just going to try to stop him. He has a really it. deep voice for some reason. Oh, no, right. Not even a deep voice. He like oh, he, yeah. he like slows his speech pattern. Yeah. I like my suit better. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God, what is happening? Why is your voice coming out like Are that? Are you being uh, played back on a recording? <laughs> yeah. But I, I think plot wise, the whole kind of concept from the moment you see Tony, like when he gets captured and he looks over and he sees the Stark Industries mm-hmm. and just the plot of his character really development. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I was like, they they did a good. really good great job. Yeah, with that. that was awesome. I mean, I always I always and even on the rewatch have always liked it and thought it and put it in a I'm tired. At a high <laughs> place, right? Of like that he lands, he wants a cheeseburger and he wants a press conference. And he comes in and he does that sit down and he gets up and he's just like, We're done and like how Jeff Bridges rushes in and grabs him and all that stuff. I was like, This this that is all so logical in a sense of if you went through that and you saw that what I like and it, you know I'm always the guy who likes Iron Man 3 so much because there's like actual ramifications right. I the, in terms of like I'll you know Terrence Howard I, I liked better than I f- remembered liking him I still like the character of Rhodey I think but I love the fucking scene of him running up to Tony Stark and goes how was the fun V right yeah. and then he like breaks like down and hugs him and it's me. like great have you guys been friends your entire life? I don't know. Okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was like that. That's a cool scene, and that's cool emotion, and like that. Yeah. The Tony Stark plotline, I think, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think. I mean, again, at the the Marvel movies when they're at their best, really have 
to do with the big set pieces, sure, the big action pieces, but really just watching these fun characters interact with each other. And I think that's what this one really does very, very well. So then the comedy in this one. Again, I love it. set the tone for great. what the MCU was. I thought it was great. I thought not enough of it towards the latter half, where it's just Horror. like the first half was so filled with it that I feel like the movie tonally shifts so much. And I understand why, because Tony changes. But I did feel like there there was, I would rather it be a bit more evenly placed throughout the movie. Lots of quick wit between him and Pepper. Uh, and clearly a lot of that is improv as well. And then with... Uh, the reporter woman. Oh my God, uh, from, Leslie Bibb. Yeah. Every What's every her? conversation Leslie they Bibb. had, I was from Talladega Nights. <laughs> she is from Talladega Nights. Ah, okay. When he so first meets her and honest. first talks to her, and there's just that like hatred between them, and yeah. then it just cuts to him fucking. But then uh, her awesome. her movements were really weird when they were in bed. That's like yeah, it was a little aggressive. Her like head was like it's like she was doing the Steve Austin when he like hovered <laughs> over people. It was like after really, he really stunned fast. somebody. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe she stunned him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, I, and I also find it funny that in the final scene or whatever, we're like. I'm Iron Man, and everyone jumps up. She just sits there with like no reaction. They all like go crazy around her. She's just like. So then, next section, action. Yeah. My thing is, I feel like the fight scene was not great. Obadiah's fight scene. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Like the big fight. Yeah. But Can we I, also rank villains. Sure, this is number one. Obadiah's oh, you're right. I'm at, let's do it. Let's add should rank villain. Yeah. Rank villains. Are you? Is someone writing these? Not, down not ranking, or? but like discuss as a thing to talk about. You and no, I, I want to rank. You and I can rank them. Yeah. Okay. We have our own side podcast. <laughs> okay. Again, Andy and I, Greg's MCU, MCU villains villain. in the two villain rundown. <laughs> I, I like the action because I feel like they chose to focus more on the mechanics of the action and less on the actual like flow Fight. of it, right? And and I, for me, like back back when I watched it the first time, I was like, this is cool, not because of. The fact that it's, you know, it's like Spider-Man Homecoming style action where it's so beautifully choreographed. You're like, this is amazing. But because it was like, I want to see how he's going to do what he needs to do in this suit. It felt like I was watching him. We were learning as, as we were going. Like, yeah. yeah. And so when he's like the part where he's holding up the, the, yeah. the car and then she puts the car down and gets, he's like, lady, stop. And then yeah. he has to like lift the car up to, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Because this is the first time I've seen it. Like, how's he going to get out of this? Oh, right. He's in a mechanical suit that's like hydraulic and lift things. Yeah. So I liked, I thought it was enjoyable from that standpoint, from a choreography standpoint and from a pacing standpoint it was a little weird. And again, it kind of ends very abruptly, which you would almost be like, I wanted more of that. I wanted another beat to that action. I wanted the dead body to come back and grab you one more time. That doesn't end with the giant blue thing going into the sky. Shooting into the sky, which was, it was weird. Like, I thought he was going to, I thought it was going to be one or two more beats of action after that. Um, But then, by the time you get to I Am Iron Man, you're like, oh, fuck, I don't care. Yeah, who cares? I'm like, who cares? That was awesome. My favorite action scene in the movie is him with the, the two planes. And I, it's just like, I feel like the first He's time like, technically you really, he hit me, <laughs> well, yeah, when, yeah, when you really get to see so him good. use his hands, it's like, yeah. that's just another weird design distinction where you're like, you see it and like, that is, that is Iron Man. That is how Iron Man flies. Makes sense. And that's cool. And him doing the thing where he like, out. how he like breaks the and flaps. stops and so cool in the barrel, yeah. everything about that. I thought was great. I like it. It's me. Oh, no. Yeah, I know it's you. No, it's me. I'm the bogey. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the, there's the sequence the that I thought was, was tastefully yeah, yeah, yeah. done where it wasn't. Um, oh, my hand, and the guy's falling, and the, uh, my shoot's not going. And it, that, oh, that, that, yeah. that seemed to me on the second watching, like that lasted exactly where it needed to go. Yep, he totally. grabbed it, punched it out. It's a clean shoot. Everyone's like, yeah, and then we're on to the next thing. Like we don't need to, we don't need to lament on that too much. Yeah, and for, shout mm, out, this is but, out of order, no, but shout out to Jensen. I like oh, Jensen's great. I like that I character a lot. Shout so out to Jensen back. Yeah, I know. Exciting. Shush, don't spoil. Yeah. I'm sure pretty people have seen. I don't that. even remember that. 
They bring him. He's remember. He's like, I met you in uh, oh, Bean, Switzerland, or whatever oh, it was. It gives that scene coming up. He's in Iron that Man. Actor. Oh my god! Two yeah. or three. Oh, oh, that's fucking great. Yeah. Let's get there. Um, so then, the, the last two things are: Does Burn. it stand alone as a movie, and how much does it work as universe building? Standalone, I think absolutely, 100%. and universe building, duh. Yeah, yeah it did pretty well. Foundation. It. Yeah, so yeah. it's hard not to say that. Yeah. So rank one. The final ranking of Iron wait, Man. Wait, wait. Uh, yeah, final ranking of Iron Man. Top of the list, number mm-hmm. one. Obadiah Stane and the villain. Obadiah Stane chilling with the villains podcast right yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, Obadiah Stane. Uh, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Yeah. We had nothing. We didn't compare him to anything. <laughs> A fun story. I used to get. I now. This is getting ahead of ourselves and yada yada, but it makes sense here. When the Thor movies kept using Loki, and I like Dark World or whatever, but then he was also in Avengers and he's in the Thor thing. And don't get me wrong, I've come around, I love Loki now and everything, but I remember being annoyed in trailers when I'd see Loki again, and people were like, why? And I'm like, this would be like if it was Iron Man 3 and Obadiah Stane was still the villain. <laughs> he's still there. That's, that's, uh, that's a good point. I kept calling Tony! him Jim <laughs> That's a great Jeff Bridges person. We, we, we've been doing them all day, all day long. All day. Did you also find it? <laughs> Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find it a little unsettling how much he touches his employees? He's oh yeah, like this. Always, yeah, yeah, always yeah, so yeah. close. I'm like, get stop touching 2017, them. 2017, dude. Yeah, he, he like reaches over. He's like, I missed you, man. Yeah, he, just, he does that it's thing. And he's Tony always close. keeps the good stuff for himself, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Tony's always got the good stuff. Doesn't What's he? in your mouth? <laughs> what are you gargling or what? <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the first episode Woo! of Kind of Funnies MCU in review. Every single week, we will be doing this, this review, this ranking, this beautiful thing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. MCU in review for you. Hey, next week will be the Incredible Hulk Tuesday at 9 a.m. You should watch along, talk in the comments, discuss, leave your rankings. Until next time, I love you. I love you. <laughs> Call it right now. Iron Man stays number one throughout the entire thing. Wow. The entire There's thing. No crazy. You're a madman. There's no way. You've seen Avengers, right? Five, 12 angry men. 12 angry men. <laughs> So you think you're the first people to do a superhero show? Well, I'm Cisco, and I'm here to introduce you to the Avengers Initiative and Drew Hill app. Make sure you download that, okay? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 